everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. So my name is Loretta Houston. I am a beauty, fashion, commercial advertising photographer. Um, I'm bo- I was born and raised in the Philippines until I was 13. So English was not my first language. And yeah, I've been in, I've been a photographer for about 15 years. So it's been a, it's been a long road, a roller coaster, as most mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm pretty excited where it's going now is you know i have like some movement now you know right some momentum when you first yeah Yeah. you know you when you come in as a photographer uh, you work so hard you do all the work and you're just waiting for that one moment that one yes you know and then eventually the ball starts rolling all right so let's i you've said some intriguing things already and one of the things that struck me during because you didn't i know you don't know this but at WPPI, you spoke in the Canon booth. You're an explorer of light. You spoke in the Canon booth. And I was off to the side, kind of creeping, just kind of watching. And and I I was struck by a couple things. And knowing that this that was your first conference is just mind-blowing to me right now. Because you got up and you said you were a little nervous. And in like three seconds, you had everyone in the palm of your hand. <laughs> It was crazy. Um, yeah. So right before the conference, uh, me and my friends gathered together and they wanted to hear me speak. Right. And we went through all the, you know, things that I need to explain, you know, the introduction, you know, what I'm going to teach and all that stuff. It just went out the door once I got on floor. (laughs) (laughs) When you, when you got up there, none of that mattered. It was all gone. Yeah, I mean, I went through it, but I went on a tangent and and spoke a little bit more than uh, more than I wanted to about who I was. And I'm just like, you know what? Whatever. I mean, it's me. It's me. You're going to love me or not like me. You were very it's you came across as very authentic to me. And and it it did. It seemed like it was off the cuff and you were just kind of rolling with it. And but but everyone was so engaged and and what you were saying and what you were doing, I think because of that, right? It wasn't scripted. You weren't like following a list of things that you were making sure you had to do. It was just that's Loretta, and she's telling us what's up, and she's doing her thing, right? Is that that's right. kind of how it was? And you yeah, mentioned uh, and you mentioned that you were born and and raised until thirteen in the Philippines. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I've been to the Philippines. I love the Philippines. Um, yeah, I was very fortunate to be able to go 15 years ago to the Philippines with my wife and we fell in love with the country. We fell in love with the people. It was an incredible experience. So when you said that right away, it, it struck a nerve for me and I was, I'd like to hear a little bit more about your upbringing in the Philippines and how that went. Okay. So my mother is a Filipino. She is from a little Island called Cebu. I don't know if you've heard that. Um, and my father is a Southern man, cornbread, Fred, <laughs> Air Force man. <laughs> so he's in the military. Okay. And 
uh, we actually stayed there for quite a long time. Um, my father would go TDY to Japan and other places, but we always ended up back in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there was a military base. We, st- uh, we stayed on Long Beach in Long Beach. Um, they had a military base there. Oh wait, jumping back, jumping back. Um, not Long Beach, meaning that we were on the base in yeah. Los An- Angeles City, not Los Angeles. Oh my gosh, here we go. Angela City. <laughs> See, this is what I did when I you was just, in Canada. You just keep going. I'm right there with you. Okay, so I'm going to restart. Just you want to cut this off a little bit. So, <laughs> um, so I was born in Angela City, um, of course. Um, we grew up, you know, minimum wage at that time. And my father would go to TDY a lot. So we would actually stay with some of my cousins and they were very poor. Um, we actually went to the provinces where, you know, I stayed in a hut, yep. you know, that's all they could afford. Um, I remember nights that I would sleep in a mosquito net and just seen swarms of mosquitoes, you know, they're, the all over the they're place, bigger. Yeah. 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 Um, So and, you know, took a bath under a well, you know, pumped the well. I milked cows, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did a whole nine yards. So and then in the morning would actually um, light up a trash can because that was our source of heat. Oh, my. And yeah. And we we Filipinos, we eat with our our hands. Did you try it when you were in the Philippines? Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> How did you enjoy the food? Well, the food. Okay, so the food for me in the Philippines was like this, like they they mm. they would bring us out something like they wanted they wanted to serve us a century egg at one point, and I turned I turned that down. I I had seen that on Fear Factor, Loretta, and it scared me. <laughs> I ate that. <laughs> I well, I believe you, and 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 I felt as though I I had I had upset our hosts a little bit by turning that down because they were pretty excited. Um, but then I, ha- I, they, they brought out like a plate of mangoes and mm. I, I had never had mangoes like that before. I didn't know that mangoes could taste like that, to be honest with you. It was, it was like fresh and delicious and like a party in my mouth when I was eating those mangoes and a lot of, what's that? Did you try both of them? There was both. a green and there's the sweet one. I don't, I had a lot of mangoes. I don't know. I, I imagine I had both of them because I had a ton of them. And 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 we had, we we went all over the place. We went. We spent a few days on Boracay. They took us to White Beach on Boracay, and that was the most beautiful beach I've ever seen in my whole entire life. I didn't know that mm. something like that existed. But the 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 culinary aspect was was up and down. And it's probably because I'm pretty Americanized, you know, with my food, mm-hmm. with my food choices. Um, but they were, it was, they were so nice and so giving and so loving. And so I, I, when I heard you say that, and then even hearing you talk about it now, I'm wondering like, it's such a huge part of who you are, right? And not just the ethnicity piece, but also the circumstantial piece is what I was interested in because you come across to me as a very hard working person a person that gets out there and makes it happen. And I was wondering how much of that do you attribute to that upbringing in those circumstances where you wake up and if you want heat, you have to light a fire in a trash can 
or you know what it's like to go to sleep in a swarm, right? And then like you, you've been there, you've done that. That's a part of who you are. How much of that do you attribute to who you are right now? And what's that look like? I think it's about 70%. Mm-hmm. 70% of who I am. I'm very humble um, because I know exactly what it feels like not to have money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Even though my, my dad had money, we still live with our cousins that didn't have any money right. whatsoever. So, you know, I'm always grateful for the air conditioner. I mean, right. the Philippines can get really hot, especially during the summer. So right. a lot of us just walk around with dark umbrellas, you know, and we're always trying to um, stay away from the sun, you know, the yeah. heat. But, you know, just those little simple things. I mean, we used to white, uh, light candles at night just to have light. And, um, you know, I used to watch a little TV and everything was in Tagalog, which is, the you know, Filipino main language. Yeah. And I used to be a fan of Madonna and I used to be a fan of Michael Jackson <laughs> and had to get the coat and the one glove and had to wear white socks. Man, I, I know so what you're talking was, about. We might be close right. to the same age. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, everybody says, oh, young lady. And I'm like, you don't know how old I am, which, you know. Well, that makes 50. me sad is people call me an old man. I think they think I'm older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Well, okay. But so yeah, let, let me ask you this. I was curious to know how you went from those circumstances, you're 13 years old. And then as you grow up at, at some point you get into photography later on, how did, how did that happen? What did that look like to, to go from whatever you were doing and get into uh, the photography industry? I went through a lot of trauma in my life in the mm. beginning. Um, I did end up in foster care in California. Mm. Um, but even before that, my mother died on me in my hands of lupus. Oh, so, yeah, there's a, I've had quite a bit, a lot of, you know, quite a bit of trauma in my life. So during the time I actually got into photography, you know, when the dot com crash, I know yeah. you were around that that time. I was. <laughs> uh, I was a web designer. So I went to Art Institute of Atlanta and took up multimedia web design. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I graduated, none of my jobs were lasting more than a year, nine months Mm -hmm. um, because of the crash. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And they laid a lot of the creative industry off, Mm -hmm. whether you were a graphic designer, photographer, whatever. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. So I actually um, did um, a gift basket company online. So I made a um, a basket line online and Yahoo was my first client. So that was pretty cool, right? That was like a moment. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That had to be a moment. Oh my gosh. (laughs) First Um, client, Yahoo. That's a pretty good client. Yes. Yes. And then um, I decided to go after another job. So I, you know, left that alone and uh, I was back as a web designer again. And then they just pretty much fired me. (laughs) 
And they fired me because I wasn't there for about a good three weeks because my daughter was sick. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, I was like, I need to make money. So um, I just started photography. So I shot a lot of landscapes. Um, rusted items, rusted cars, anything rusted because I rusted. thought there was just rusted. Okay. Yeah, I know it's weird, but I actually enjoyed that. Well, I, mean, I, I think it's interesting. I, I different people had... get different, different people get drawn to different things and you were drawn to mm-hmm. that. You were drawn yes. to, to rust. Yes. I don't know why. Um, I wish I had the photography experience that I had now with the pictures oh. I took back then. Oh yeah, right. Because when right. I look back, I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, that, at that you know, point, I was... we all do that. Everybody does that. <laughs> yeah. But how, how did you? Actually... How did you? How do you go from rust to fashion? Okay, so one day I was at a park and I was shooting, you know, like stuff at the park or whatever, um, the lake in mm. Atlanta. And these kids happened to be playing. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to take some pictures of some kids. And I truly enjoyed it. And so I joined Flickr. Oh, yeah. Remember Flickr back in the day? Oh, oh yeah. Um, I joined <laughs> really? Flickr. Yeah. And what's that modeling uh, website that everybody used to go to? That hall had all the models. Photographers would go in there I and they would it. find models. Model Mayhem. Yeah, Mayhem. Mayhem. I couldn't come up with the word. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm mayhem. sure a lot of photographers were on that. And I was just like, you know what? Let me try and see if I can get a model. And uh, a friend of mine was like, hey, you know, I have a friend. I have a friend who's a model, male model. He'll do it for free. And I'm like, OK, cool. So I just started shooting men for like mm-hmm. a whole year. Mm-hmm. And that was just to focus on my photography, lighting and all that good stuff. I didn't want to deal with hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to deal with wardrobe, you know, just get put it. a nice man in front of me and let me shoot him. <laughs> and then after about a year, I transitioned to shooting women as well. And that's where it all started. You know, I enjoyed, you know, the con- uh, conceptual part, you know, of makeup and hair and, you know, overall theme that we're going to shoot and how we're going to shoot it. And I used to dream about being on Vogue and, mm. you know, all those high fashion magazines. Yeah. Um, so three years in, I got signed. And um, yeah, that's how what did, happened. I started how, campaigns. How, how does that happen? Like, how do you, how do you, I mean, for people that are listening, there might be people that are listening that, that, aspire to do what you're doing and into in in a sense be who you are how do you how do you get signed how does that occur um that was uh because i knew somebody who knew him okay so it's all about network right i feel like even as a photographer whether you're new or seasoned it's all about who you know Mm -hmm. um so fortunately she raved about me and yeah, I end up getting signed. Um, but in order, in order to, was, in order for that to happen, you got to put yourself out there, right? Like, I mean, networking yes. is 
putting yourself out there and making yourself known and getting to know other people, right? Because I, I, I right. you know, you hear people say, well, she was lucky or somebody discovered her or something. But you, you, you were networked by getting to know people and like building relationships, right? Yeah, that, that takes effort. That, you, that doesn't just happen by itself. I think a lot of photographers forget to do that part. Like when you actually, let's just say you have a client, whether small, whether it be a one client or a big mm-hmm. one, you have to like still connect. Mm-hmm. Meaning take them out to lunch, you yeah. know, still, you know, put yourself in front of their eyes or, you know, try to connect with them on a deeper level and talk about some of their interests as well. Not just photography, but their interests. Right. Um, and then you end up having these long relationships I have a lot of creative directors that I'm still friends with now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they still give me jobs. I'm friends with art directors, art buyers, just friends, cool people. And we just don't talk about photography the whole time. Right. But when it's time, right. when it's time for a job, I'm the one they call. When it's time to work, you work. You're at it. Yeah. You're making it happen. But it's it's I didn't I don't think I put together the relational piece to the degree that it probably is with your business. Because if there are several options, someone's going to want to pick somebody that they know, that they like, that they trust, right? If they have, I don't know, a list of people to choose from for for the type of gigs that you do. Um, And so you stand out because you have a relationship with somebody, like they know you. And and it's it's like your friends, Exactly. So I have like a circle of creative people that are my friends, you know, colleagues. And really we have, it's not ego driven. It's nothing. It's just pure authentic friendship that happen to be uh, business as well. Right, right, right. And you're, and you do that on purpose. Like you're, you're, you you want to have those relationships because I I feel like it's, it's part of the secret to your success to some degree. Like people want to know, like, how does somebody like Loretta make it? What does she do? Well, you know what? She's a nice person (laughs) and she's genuinely interested in other people. And those are real relationships that she has with creative directors or, or, or anyone else that might be able to get her a job. And so when they, when they need someone, they think of Loretta. Is that fair to say? That is correct. Now, tell me this. You, you, on stage, you mentioned a bunch of stuff. You, you called it the roller coaster, I think, right? And I think you maybe mentioned that earlier. It's like a, this whirlwind that's, that's kind of happened to you um, recently in the last few years. What, what has that been like and what has that consisted of? Oh, it's been, it's, it's been fast. <laughs> It's like, you know, like I said, you've been, when you're a photographer, you're waiting for that one break, right? But I was shooting campaigns uh, my fourth year in mm-hmm. as a photographer. So my first gig was uh, Spanx, you know? Oh, and- that's right. Yep. <laughs> you mentioned, you mentioned that so- too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the gigs, the gigs of uh, started just coming, the campaigns. Um, so, but no one ever recognized me, of course, because you're shooting campaigns and advertisements. 
you know, a lot of people don't really care about the photographers. Okay. It's just about the campaign. They don't even know who shot them, right? right. Unless you actually upload uploaded it to a great social, you know, platform. Right. right. right? And it goes viral. Yeah. Um, but my first real I just say momentum was when Sports Illustrated hit me up. Sports Illustrated swimsuit. Yeah, you 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 mentioned that you shot Tyra Banks. I did. So she actually found me on Instagram. So she she <laughs> wanted you. Tyra actually she wanted, wanted for real. Yeah, I I missed that part of the of the of the talk. I didn't realize that that's how it went. I remember you told the story about how you found out, right? Right, but I didn't say Tyra. Um, I think I said it on my second, um, the second time uh, conference, the second day of the conference. Right. Um, but yeah, she found me on Instagram and her and sports history swimsuit were stalking me. I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they were stalking me for quite a minute. Right. And then I mentioned, I think I was in Cabo's, um, and I put up a little flyer saying, Hey, I'm going to be in Atlanta. You know, if anybody needs work or whatever, mm. I'm available. And I think they saw the dates um, and the dates um, were in conflict with where they when they wanted to hire me. Oh, so then that's when the email happened. <laughs> and when I first looked at the email and I was just like, it was like they didn't really they said Sports Illustrated Swimsuit, but I didn't believe them because there was no signature in the email. So I thought it was spam. You thought it was like, fake. You thought it was fake. I did. I did. So I was like, this is so fake. And so I responded back and was like, um, I said, is this a spam? You just asked him. <laughs> right, right. And they said, no, it's not. We'll have you talk to the creative director and, you know, she'll reply. So she emailed back and said, no, Loretta, this is my true email. Um, and then she was like, here's my phone number. You can call it. It's oh, me. Come on. <laughs> now, the funny thing about that conversation the first day, I remember my last agent that I had, he was like, Loretta, we want to pitch you to Sports Illustrated Swimsuit so you can be the first black photographer, mm-hmm. uh, the first woman to shoot for them. And I'm yeah. like, you know, and I looked at him. I was like, this is never going to happen. Like me, little old me. And then here we are 10 years later and bam, there is the phone call. There's the email. That's awesome. Tell, tell the story. I, I, I wanted, I wanted to hear you tell the story about what it was like when, when it actually occurred, when you actually were going to, when you actually were told that you were going to photograph her. Um, so I didn't even know until three days into the job. Right. Um, right. So they actually flew me to Exuma, um, Bahamas. That's where that, uh, what is that? It had like a, a couple documentaries on Netflix and Hulu about uh, the guy who was doing the whole celebrity. I don't know. I'll come back to you on that one. <laughs> it was, he was ripping people off. Oh yeah. The shyster. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's where it happened. Exuma. Yeah. Um, so they flew me there and we were supposed to do about two or three days of location scouting. And 
So I got to visit the pigs that's that swims that everybody you know sees on Instagram and everywhere else. And they also had a lizard island that was a little creepy. It was like a ton of lizards. I was just like, I I can't step on this. It's the that's the fire festival. That's who you're thinking of, right? Yeah, there you go. Fire festival. festival. Yeah, Yeah. those are those are great documentaries, by the way. Oh yeah, I love. But you were actually there with the pigs. Okay, you were actually there. That's where you were shooting this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So yeah, the uh, the driver was like, "This is where it happened over here," mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. So we're all looking like, "Wow, this guy actually took advantage of everybody." <laughs> he really did. Yeah. But yeah, we went scouting, and so um, they asked me, Loretta, "We're going to scout a couple locations. You pick." I'm like, "Me? You want me to pick?" I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And it was like, "No, Loretta, you're going to pick." I'm like, "Okay, cool." And so I, you know, peeped out a couple locations on boat. So everything was on boat except for maybe a couple beaches I shot um, at. Um, but before this happened, before I flew out, they said, oh, you'll be shooting Winnie. I was like, oh, my gosh, she's on my bucket list. Yeah. And then shoot Kelsey, who was, you know, um, the first Filipino to actually walk Victoria's Secret. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, you know, and then I looked at the creative director and I was just like, was this done on purpose? Yeah. <laughs> because I had a little, Fili- you know, I have Filipino on me. Of course. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, after three days, um, I shot Winnie. And then I shot Kelsey and I kept asking them there's a fourth model here on the, you know, they gave us a call sheet. There's a fourth model here. And I kept asking like, who's this fourth model? Because I only got three. And she was like, Oh, you know, nothing. We thought we we're going to have a fourth model and you know, it didn't really happen. So don't pay, you know, don't pay that attention. Right. <laughs> I said, well, I was like, well, I'll be done on the, you know, seventh day so i don't understand why i'm staying an extra couple days like i kept asking and everybody knew except me (laughs) (laughs) so i know they were giggling in the truck like you know in the van just giggling because they all knew except me right did they not want Um, you to know because they didn't want you to be nervous is that why yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so it was great um so after finishing a couple of shoots um, MJ, she is the main person, the go-to person for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. And she asked me to come to the place that she actually stayed on, uh, stayed in. It's like resort. Um, I think it was like a resort cabin or villa. There we yeah. go, villa. Yeah. Um, so they asked me to come and I was nervous because, you know, they said, hey, she wants to go over the concepts. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um Actually, I'll back that up. That was before I shot Winnie. So I came up the stairwell and I had all these cameras pointing at me and I'm like, what is going on here? What is going on? So I'm just like, what is this? And they like, were, oh, this they were no photographing effect. you? Yes. So I had, uh, you know, the video on me and it was like, oh, this is normal, Loretta. Don't worry. <laughs> we're just, you know, we're just going to mic you up. And I'm like, oh, why? I was like, okay, so um, I was very nervous to meet MJ. 
Um, so I sat next to her and she's like, okay, you know, I'm here. I want to see your concept. So, you know, I opened the laptop and I'm going through some of the images. And she said, really, um, Loretta, I'm here to just tell you that you're shooting the cover. And I'm like, oh, you know, and then she was like, and it's with Tyra. And I had this shock and I was like, really? You know, I have to question everything, right? And I was like, really? And she was like, yes, Loretta. And I was in a bit of shock. And all the camera people were looking at me like waiting. You know, I was just like this. <laughs> you and then I saw that they were looking at me and I think it just hit me and I started crying. Oh, Like literally crying. Yeah. Um, because this is a lady that I actually watched with my, yeah. my kid. Um, you know, eating popcorn, watching America's Top Model, you know, didn't know I was going to become a photographer, mm -hmm. but still watching it, adoring her and her career. Yeah. And then Sports Illustrated swimsuit. I mean, that's something we talked about 10 years ago and then it happened. And it was like, is this really, is this it? Is this my pivotal moment? You know, so yeah, I just cried and bust out, you know, and, and, and happiness and tears and all of it. Um, so that was great. So after shooting some of the models, Tyra was last. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that was scary. <laughs> and I say that because, I mean, she's an icon in her own right, right? Oh, yeah. And I didn't want to fail Sports Illustrated Swimsuit and I did not want to fail her. Yep. Um, so... Yeah. So when she walked on the sand and, you know, I spotted her coming toward us. I mean, we had a crew of maybe. I would say about 20 to 30 people. Wow. Can't really. Yeah, it's a whole crew. That is um, a big crew. A lot of PAs. Um, the producer was there with her people. Um, and the main team, which is the creative director, art director, the BTS, wow. all of that, plus my two assistants. I mean, it was just a lot of people there. And when she walked, you know, walked on to the beach, um, I was like, as she was approaching me, I was just like, oh, my God, Loretta. I turned around. I said, don't this up. <laughs> I bet. Is that OK to say? Can I say that word? <laughs> Well, it was said. I was like, <laughs> okay, so I was just like, oh my God, do not mess this up. This is it. If you mess this up, it is the downfall of your career. I literally think everyone in the world would be thinking those exact same words. <laughs> I know exactly. I would be. I know I would be. Right. Yeah. So, so it, yeah, it was almost it like was everything came down to that. Don't you feel like, like everything kind of progressed? And like, that was a huge moment and you're like, everything kind of led to that. Yes, I agree. I mean, it was, the funny thing is that day it rained. So <laughs> we were all kind of uh, in panic mode and right. full anxiety because we didn't know if the rain would just go away. Um, we were expecting a lot of sun and it was just pure cloudy, uh. cloudiness. So it was, um, so when she walked onto the beach, it stopped raining. Oh, so it was like, ah! 
So she can Tyra's do, she, on the beach. She can do that we'll too. We'll for her. <laughs> oh um, and then the wind was very harsh. So we had, you know, um, we had a little trouble during that time to actually block the wind. So we had, you know, blockers uh, so we can block the wind from having our hair fly everywhere. So the first shot I did was her in the purple out uh, purple swimsuit. Mm-hmm. That was the first shot. And that was the one they actually posted. That was the one they used. Yep. They used that as the, the starter, but yeah. And then I shot the iconic uh, polka dot bathing suit. Mm-hmm. That was on her first um, Sports Illustrated cover. Um, so, yeah, I got to shoot that, and that was amazing. Um, so, yeah. It's incredible first, that you got to do that. Sports Illustrated swimsuit was the start of, I think, started my career, honestly. Right. I mean, even though I was doing campaigns, no one knew me. You know what I'm saying? They have a ton of followers. And I think that's when everybody recognized who I was and, you know, as a photographer. So what's life, what is life like? How does you you experience that moment, right? Like so many things led up to that moment, but then the moment's over and you, you still have a lot of life to live. What's life like on the other side? of the moment. Like you say, that's kind of where your career started. So do you just start getting offers left and right? Um, or is there just work coming in like crazy? Um, it does, is, is your life more of a whirlwind after that? Like in general, there's so many different things to manage. What, what are things like after the moment? Um, so with Tyra, she wanted to, have a black female photographer to shoot the cover. Mm-hmm. And that was really important because I was the first woman and first black photographer to shoot for them in uh, the cover. So it was, um, the respect was there from mm. a lot of photographers, mm. uh, not just African-Americans, but every, every photographer, the respect was there. Sure. Um, so it's ever since then. Um, so after that happened, Tyra was like, we're going to have to get you signed again. So I'm like, really? I was like, okay, I'm, I think I'm doing well without them. <laughs> Cause I was still getting gigs on my own. Right? You were still getting work. Uh, sure. Right. So she was like, no, we're going to have to get you signed. So we went through a couple agencies and she actually wrote them directly. And it was like, uh, you know, you need to you need to hire this, you know, put her on your board, basically. Um, and then I got picked up by exclusive artist management um, and they're great, amazing. Um, my bookers, Matt. And yeah, they're just like family to me. You know, that's, they're very authentic. Uh, right. You know, just to have that in your circle of good people. Yeah. Authentic people. It's amazing. So, but ever since then, I just had phone calls and emails um, about shooting, um, being in a magazine. It's just the respect was there now. That's got to feel pretty good. Yes, it does. It does. (laughs) Tell me about. It's a great accomplishment. It is. You've got a list of huge accomplishments. And I want to, now I want to 
Talk about another one. Tell me about Canon. Canon. Okay, so I used to watch Canon. (laughs) Canon was my first camera I picked up. um, And I never left them. I never left Canon. So... You know, I used to watch this Boys of Light and say, oh, one day, one yeah. day, you know, right? Yeah, I do and, know. Um, right. And so I got the email one day and I'm just like, here again it's, and go. It's here spam. Again. <laughs> Is this real? Is this spam? <laughs> more, more spam coming from crazy companies. Right. So I was just like, every time a big company hits me up, I always think automatically, it's a scam. (laughs) They're trying to get my money. (laughs) Uh, Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, when they hit me up, they wanted to talk to me about um, something. Of course, right. 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 So when I got on the Zoom call, there were a lot of people on the Zoom call and they were wanting you know, I guess to see who I am personally, not mm-hmm. see, but hear also yeah. um, who I was as a photographer and probably if I had the right fit for them, mm-hmm. you know, how's my personality? Right. Um, so, right. Yeah. I mean, that all, you know, that's, I mean, you have to have all of them. Right. Um, and then, so that was about a good hour. And then I didn't hear anything back from them for months. For months, and I just yes, months. <laughs> you had to, you had to be freaking out. You had to think, ah, oh, it's not gonna happen. I did. After yeah. a couple months, I was just like, okay, maybe they're in a decision phase. Right, you know, a long decision phase. Right, you know, whether they, you know, to see if I was the right fit for them. So um, I just let it go. You know, I unattached myself from it and say, if it's meant for me, it will be. Right. Yeah. And so after a few months, because I think I talked to them, I can't remember what month, but it was the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't get a, a, a another email until June. Yeah. That's a while. <laughs> yeah. That's a while to wait. Yeah. Right. So I just kind of let it go because I was just like, hey, maybe I'm not the right fit for them. And the time I was going to reach out to them, they emailed me. So maybe oh. I wasn't manifesting it. Right. I don't See? Know. Yeah, you made it happen. <laughs> tell me, tell me this yeah. though. I, like it's you're an explorer of light now. And so of course you're you're all about canon, but you were before that for well over a decade, right? Like you you were you were a canon shooter through and through already. So tell mm-hmm. me, tell me why you were a shooter uh, and, and such a huge Canon fan before that happened. Like now everybody knows, yes, Loretta shoots Canon. She's an explorer of light, but you did for years and years and years before that. Why, why were you, why were you such a big fan of Canon before? Um, okay. So it all started on Flickr. <laughs> So I had a group of Canon um, photographers there um, and they raved about Canon, Mm -hmm. how great the colors are, you know, the sensor, menus, everything. And um, so they're the ones who told me about Canon. And that's when I bought my first camera and I just stayed with it. It's like, why break, you know, why break it? Why, Why go to another 
camera company if this is who you really if this is the camera that you really like right right the company right. you really like so, yeah so you, i mean i just stayed with it i just didn't wear out yeah why well, try to fix something that's not broken if it's working so well that's what i meant to say right well you said <laughs> You said it in so many words. I, 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 well, I say the same thing. My wife's been a Canon shooter for a long time too. So, and it's the same thing. Like it works so well. There's no reason to change it. And now I'm assuming that you're using the, the mirrorless cameras. Do you, have, you shoot the R5? It's on order. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming soon. It's on order. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, I had a conversation with m one of my assistants and he was raving about the R5. Yeah. And that, you know, it being mirrorless. And yeah. so I can't wait, but you know, I've been shooting with the five DSR for quite mm -hmm. a minute now. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, yesterday I was like, give me the R5. <laughs> <laughs> good, good for you. Well, tell me this, this is, I, this is what I like to finish with sometimes. Um, and I'd like to hear your thoughts, given all the things that you've gone through. All the, all the places that you've been both on earth, but also in your life, all the things that have happened to you and that you've seen, what, what sort of advice do you have for someone that's just coming into the industry or even, or even someone younger that aspires to be where you're at and aspires to m maybe accomplish some of the things that you have? You said earlier, Oh, maybe someday when you used to look at the explorers of light and now you are one, what, what do you have to say to the hundreds, if not thousands, if not tens of thousands of, of younger people in particular that now are looking at you and saying maybe someday. I think, I mean, honestly, it's just hard work. Like just do your, your work, do it do it authentically, mm. you know, learn to shoot outside and inside, mm. um, connect with people. Mm. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that people don't give it enough credit, but it is who, you know, right. it is, right. but you know, I don't want it to be where, you know, it's who, you know, it's who, you know, with, with the great work you're doing. You yeah. It's kind of who, you know, and who you are. At the same, yeah, it's exactly. kind of all of it at the same time, right? Right. You know, I'm just, you know, I don't ride other people's coats. You know, right. I do the dog work, right? Yeah. Uh, I love it. I feel like photographers need to learn the in and outs along with business because mm -hmm. a lot of photographers fail in the business aspect of mm -hmm. photography. You know, they'll go in for a few years and just dump it or just say they're not making a good living. And, right you know, not following with their true calling. Um, so they, they opt for a regular nine to five, which is okay. That's, I mean, some people are great, yep. you know, want to do a nine to five, but then you have us who are creators that we want to do something different and we want to have uh, freedom of expression, but yeah, I mean, just do the work, do, do the, the work. work and get paid for it. I like it. <laughs> Loretta, it was, a, it was a pleasure to talk to you. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Jed. I'm excited to see what other big moments happen for you. Yes, yes. I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, after the Sports Illustrated, you know, I shot for ABC and that was amazing. Oh, that was heavy work. <laughs>
It was. I think we actually shot with like um, we used about 16 to 17 lights um, for two sets. And uh, yeah, That's the unreal. rental was. Yeah, the rental invoice was twenty five thousand dollars. I've never had an invoice that big. I thought I thought Sports Illustrated was big. No, no. ABC. ABC. I spit out my coffee when I got the invoice. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, (laughs) I know you've seen those memes where the girl's like this. I was doing that. That's was so like, perfect. What? That was perfect. You were clutching the pearls. Isn't that what that is? I know exactly. Like, <laughs> I, what? <laughs> so, yeah, it was also a pivotal moment for me because I got to shoot TV, yeah. you know, and I yeah. always wanted to do that. So, you know, the bucket list just keep, you know. No doubt. You got to keep yeah. adding things to your bucket list because you check so much stuff off. I know. I know. Uh, you know, one day I want to shoot for Target. You Here know. we go. It'll it'll happen. So that would be great. You know. Well, I'm it looking forward amazing. to I'm looking forward to seeing a a, a Loretta Houston Vogue cover. Oh, me too. You know, I'll manifest that. Yes, make it happen. <laughs> hey, thanks for your time yeah. again, and you have a wonderful day. I'll see you uh, next time you're on stage. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Have a good one. Bye bye.